Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. What is up, Waffle Gang? I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more R slash Am I the Butthole. If you are new here, please consider hitting a like, that subscribe maybe that notification bell too and don't forget to change the notification bell to always otherwise youtube won't always notify you of a new video it's just the way it is and let's crack on with today's stories much love guys the first story comes from the pirate sovereign and it does come with an update titled would i be the arsehole if i uninvited a friend from a party because of our hygiene My friend Addie has always had a slight smell. She lives a bohemian lifestyle. As a result, she doesn't always have a reliable place to do laundry or shower. She's a fun person to hang out with, so I just accepted it as one of her many quirks. However, within the past eight weeks or so, the smell has become much worse. It's an intense, musty odor that fills whatever small space we're in and sticks to any cloth she comes into contact with. For example, if Addie sat on my bed, I'd have to strip the sheets to wash after she leaves, or the smell will stay in the room. The last time she came over, my housemates complained that the smell drifted all the way downstairs from my room. Now that Addie's problem is affecting the other people in my life, I have to acknowledge it. Because the issue got worse within the past few months, it could be signs of a health issue, physical or mental. I don't know how I could ever bring up the smell with Adia herself. How can you broach a subject like that without utterly embarrassing the person? So, the arsehole part. Months ago, before the smell got worse, I invited Addie to a party I'm hosting. Now I'm concerned that her hygiene issues will impact the enjoyment of my other guests. Do I lie and tell her it's cancelled or postponed? Or do I still hold it for my other friends? Or do I address the issue directly? And there is a little edit on this one which replies to the comments and then a further update afterwards. But I think in this one that you just need to talk to your friend. And I know, you know, friendships can be difficult at times to, although you're trying to help them, the information will come across as a negative. I think you'd be doing it from a place of love. You clearly do like this person. You don't want to, you know, uninvite them from your party, but you are concerned for for the other guests as well. And I think you're right at the same time. You know, there could be health issues, underlying health issues involved here. There's a possibility. There certainly is. So I would at least approach this, you know, from a very delicate place and just say you notice things have been changing. Is there any way you can help or is there anything going on that you can potentially help with? Come from a place of love like you've shown here. You're not trying to embarrass the person. You're just trying to respect them, but let them know that you can see something is up. So... Let's check out a couple of the comments and then we'll move on to the update with Philip J. Fly who says she's your friend and since it sounds like you care about her, don't be afraid to have the tough convo, not the arsehole. Tanisa says tell her your concerns, I'm sure she'll understand. Just don't uninvite her without telling the reason and she might keep asking herself what her fault is in this, not the arsehole. Which Brew says you would be the arsehole if you didn't try to explain. I like all of the ideas about how gently to broach the subject. 
If she has a bacterial infection, she needs to see a doctor, bathe properly and wash her clothes. If she is not in a situation where she has access to facilities, it would be a kindness to let her wash her clothes and body at your place. Good luck. This is an unenviable situation. Lotta Bean says you would not be the arsehole, but only if mentioned the hygiene issue beforehand and help her rectify it before as a completely separate issue to the party. Don't mention it in the same conversation, not even on the same day. If the issue is lifestyle, do you have facilities, washers for her clothes, showers, etc. that you're able to offer her to use? It could be mental or physical. Is there anything that could be stopping her from accessing help herself? One more comment from the Bolt of Holt who says not the arsehole. I would say the priority is checking in on your friend though. If she has that sort of lifestyle, there is a chance she hasn't even registered her odor has got significantly worse as she's always around it. If she is aware, then it makes things tougher, but you have to be honest and explain it's causing issues for you to hanging out in party situations. The edit says, thank you to everyone who gave me the honest assessment that yes, I would indeed be the arsehole if I excluded my friend without explanation. I have a tough and uncomfortable conversation ahead of me, but it's one that needs to happen. Thanks especially to those that offer gentle talking points. I sincerely hope this issue isn't a symptom of something that requires treatment. If it is, then it is better to bring it up sooner rather than never. If it isn't, and just a matter of having access to cleaning facilities, I'll check with my housemates before opening an invitation for Addy to use my own. Thanks to everyone for your frank advice. It's much appreciated. And then as said, there is an update which we'll go to straight away. So the update says, I followed Reddit's advice and took the issue to my friend directly. I asked Addy to meet at a coffee house, so we were on neutral ground. I decided to bring it up closer to the end of our meeting so she didn't feel awkward through the rest of our catch-up. I said, hey, I need to talk to you. Something has changed in the past few weeks and I wanted to make sure you're okay. I noticed a strong smell. Do you have a place to shower or do laundry? Do you need help? I let her know that I felt the need to bring it up because I care for her and as friends, we need to look out for each other. Addie was, as expected, mortified. It really hurt to see us so distressed. She apologized several times for causing me discomfort. She really is too nice. She assured me that she did have access to those facilities and didn't know what the cause of the smell might be. Because she was assertive about wanting to solve this problem, I offered that maybe it was the new clothes she thrifted. Some garments require special care like dry cleaning. Addie said that was possible and assured me she was going to start working on the solution as soon as we said goodbye. It was predictably awkward after the news broke. When I left, I was sure I lost a friend. But since then, we've been texting jokes and personal updates as per usual, so I think we're okay. As for the problem, I don't know if it's been put to rest quite yet. We both got new jobs recently and we won't be able to see each other until right before the party. I should probably have another brief coffee date before then to see if Addy's solution worked. But now that the subject has been breached, I feel better about bringing it up in the future, if needed, especially because Addy will know where I'm coming from, a place of love and concern. Thanks to everyone for your frank assessments before and your very helpful advice. I'm really glad I listened. And I think that was an incredibly great update in some ways you know they, they they brought up the subject it was a subject that needed to be brought up especially for Addie as well if she hadn't noticed the smell imagine going into a new workplace and there's a smell and that goes in front of all your new colleagues as well I'm sure Addie wouldn't want that for herself but 
What do you guys think of this one? How about if you was in that situation and say you had an odor that you wasn't aware of at the time, would you want your friend to tell you? How would you feel if a friend did approach you and tell you, would you be mortified? Would you be embarrassed? Well, sure, both of them probably, but would you want someone to tell you about it? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to the next story. And our next story comes from, am I the asshole E-ring? Am I the asshole for not wanting to pass down my engagement ring to my future daughter-in-law? My son Sam, 26, and his longtime girlfriend, now fiance Emily, 26, finally decided to get married. They had announced their engagement privately to my husband and me, and after the initial excitement, they said they had something important to talk to me about. She wanted my engagement ring to give to Emily. Sam said this would be a great way to keep him from starting his marriage in debt and from having to buy a new expensive diamond ring. Emily also added that she liked the look of my ring a lot and would love for me to pass it down to her. I love my engagement ring. I've worn it every day since my husband proposed to me with it. And to be honest, I still have plenty of years to live and I want to keep wearing it until I'm old and gray. Also, my ring is not a family heirloom. My husband chose and bought this ring for me many years ago, so I told them that I appreciated them wanting my ring, but no, I wanted to keep it. I listed out the reasons above and how I don't want to part with my ring yet for the rest of my still long life. However, when I am old, I'll be more than happy to give it to their future children. Well, Sam and Emily weren't happy with my answer, and Sam actually called me selfish and materialistic. He said that diamonds are a scam and asked how I could let him go into debt to buy a new ring. Emily was disappointed and said that she had hoped that my ring could become a family heirloom and it would be a token of accepting her into the family. I've always liked Emily and we got along great. They also said that I could keep my wedding band so it wasn't like they were leaving me without any rings to wear. Am I the asshole? Edit, thanks to everyone who commented. I like reading about your own engagement rings and diamond alternatives. My husband did defend me and told our son to leave and walk it off when he started arguing with me. He said he's on my side and would have respected my decision with the ring, but he admitted that he was happy that I still love my ring so much after all these years. The bloody cheeky so-and-so calling you materialistic, calling diamonds a scam, yet wanting your diamond ring. Holy moly. But don't worry, don't worry, mum. You can keep your wedding band. <laughs> They're not going to take that from you too. <laughs> and there was a line from Emily that almost felt like a bit like manipulation where it said Emily was disappointed and said that she hoped that my ring could become a family heirloom and it would be a token of accepting her into our family. And it may not have meant to be like a manipulation tactic or anything like that, but it certainly felt that way as I was reading it. And you weren't going to be the asshole in this situation. There was just, there's just no way about it. The, I can't believe the cheek of some people. I can't imagine like going up to my parents when they were here and saying, look, I need your engagement ring. <laughs> I don't want to be buying anything. I don't want to go into debt. So just hand over the ring and you can keep your wedding band though. That's okay. <laughs> Absolutely not. Let's check out some comments. RB1327 who says not the asshole. And I almost can't even believe this. They're calling you materialistic. They can get married without any diamond ring at all. It's hardly a requirement. Your son is additionally an asshole for asking you this with Emily right there in front of you. That's like a kid who asks his mother, can Jimmy spend the night with a friend there so mum can't say no? 
tell somebody at replies that saying bad enough that Emily was there too, but Emily actually piping up to express her own disappointment. This is gobsmacking. What's next? They asked to be gifted Opie's house so they don't start their marriage in debt. While we're at it, go ahead and throw in all your savings. You two are old and your life is basically over anyway. If I was OP, I'd be seriously questioning where me and my husband went wrong in raising this self-absorbed asshole and how he could possibly have turned out this way. Not the asshole. Time for them to grow up. Mac Lady Bulldog says, not the arsehole, how generous of them to let you keep your wedding band. What a pair of entitled children. Your engagement ring has lots of emotional value to you and you wear it daily. They have no right to it at all and you shouldn't feel the slightest bit of guilt for kindly declining to offer it. I'm sorry that your son is being so awful to you over this. Wear your ring with joy and pride and let your son as fiance sort their ring issues without your assistance. KB7470 says, wait till they ask for your house to avoid mortgage debt, not the asshole. SK2 says, not the asshole. If your son thinks diamonds are a scam, then he shouldn't worry about getting their engagement ring at all. Just give her a simple wedding band on the day of the ceremony. It would be different if this were a family heirloom sitting in a jewelry box somewhere, but it's not. The self-entitlement is real here. The fact that they have been together for a while and finally decided to get married tells me that he had time to save her a ring of her own. The audacity to ask for the ring off your hands blows my mind. Nacho Furioso says in quotes, Sam actually called me selfish and materialistic. He said that diamonds are a scam and asked how I could let him go into debt to buy a new ring. And then says, I've always marveled at how people can have the audacity to call someone selfish for wanting to keep their own possessions, while at the same time demanding that others should hand over their money or property to them. Your son doesn't believe or buy any of that bullshit he's saying. He's just throwing every manipulation at the wall to see what sticks. Not the asshole. Blue Epp says, I'm not the asshole. This is crazy. The cheek they had to even ask. I could understand if they were asking for grandma's ring, which you wore after she died or something, but not your own engagement ring. Rings become passed down after death in the family, not whilst people are still married and alive. Even more worrying is their reaction to you saying no. Now, how would you feel in this situation if a relative requested your engagement ring that was still on your hand that you still enjoy wearing to this day my word the cheeky bastards <laughs> let's move on to the next story and our next story comes from okay kaleidoscope 5383 am i the asshole for telling my mum's extended family that my grandma's death is nothing to me i know it sounds bad already but hear me out my grandma passed away in my home from COVID very recently and I was watching all family members grieve over her these past few days. I later told my sister and other family members I didn't feel anything for her death as she didn't make a big impact on me. My family didn't take it so well. They started giving me faces like crazy and staring at me for the comment. The thing is, I was just never close to my grandma. My grandma moved into another state when I was 12. Even then, she never visited us or when we reached, we had no response from her and she barely contacted me or anyone in my family when she left to another state. We did visit her one time and then never spoke to her until recently when she stayed over at our home since she was sick. She kept denying being COVID tested or getting help. Turns out she was COVID positive since my sister and all family members took tests and it came out positive due to my grandma spreading it around. 
When she passed away, it turns out she had been consistently contacting and keeping in touch with other parts of mum's family. And it was clear she favoured them due to their images of being a good Christian family because we didn't have a dad since he passed away and it was obvious she stopped contacting us due to this event. So, am I the arsehole for telling my extended family her death was nothing to me? Edit, me and my siblings, including my sister, feel the same way about my grandma's death after a private conversation. I also forgot to mention the comments I made were in private conversations with my cousins and asked them to keep private. But they later spread like wildfire. Now, those of you who have been here on this channel for a long time, you know what I'm going to say already. But as I always say, when we're dealing with death or stuff like that we all grieve in different ways we all deal with it in different ways and that is absolutely fine the way you want to deal with it as long as you're not harming anyone else or or doing anything negative towards yourself either and as always an example of like when my relatives when a couple of my relatives have passed away i've been very pragmatic about it sure i've, I've been sad but i've also had people criticize me on the way i've dealt with you know, that I should be showing more emotion and all this kind of stuff. But I'm a firm believer that you deal with it in your own way and that's absolutely fine. The problem is with this story though, is that you let that emotion spill out in front of everyone, you know, you, you went out and said it. And although in your edit you said you, it was a private conversation which then spilled out into the room with all your family about, I, I would still say that the group of you would be ever so slightly ever so slightly the buttholes in the situation simply because i think it's just about reading the room and there's a time and place and you know waiting to, for the family to all disappear and leave the house and stuff and then maybe have that conversation afterwards i don't know it could be a not the arsehole either because it's a very difficult one in that and without actually being there and seeing it but hey it's ryan reynolds and i'm here with keith co-star of my upcoming film if only in theaters may 17th do you want to tell people the big news all right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. But for the way you feel about grandma and the way you've explained it, you're absolutely not the arsehole for the way you're feeling about it. Helga von Schnitzel says, well, I'd say you're the arsehole, but just a little. In the Netherlands, we have a saying which loosely translates to only say good things about the dead. They are grieving and it is always bad to hear that someone else has no feelings for that. Whether or not you're in the right to feel nothing, which I think you do, you did cross a line telling the others so soon after passing. Now extra spicy replies to that saying there's also a saying which loosely translates to don't do on others as you don't want unto you. And I'm pretty sure grandma wouldn't have wanted somebody else to lie about having COVID to give it to her. But then there's the mention she was aware and spent her final days with her least favorite family members so she knew the risks damn well. 
It's one thing to refrain speaking ill about the dead, and it's another to look for personal choices and not glorify somebody undeserving. Don't go out your way to be nice about somebody who willingly put you and others in harm's way. You may just lose the famed Dutch soberness. Not really a new one says, you're the arsehole only for saying it loud though. Your own feelings are pretty valid, but it's probably not the time to be telling everyone. Imagine how you would feel if it was the other way around. Webby Vanderquack says, you're the arsehole. You don't have to feel any kind of way about death, but you should be respectful of others who are grieving. Your comments were insensitive. Peggy HW says, you're the arsehole. Not for your feelings, but for telling people who are grieving and adding to their pain. Share those feelings with friends in the circle of people affected. Dump out, not in. You don't need to be dishonest. Tell people who are hurt, I'm so sorry, or she'll be missed, or just say nothing. All out of F says no one's an arsehole here, but sometimes you just need to keep things to yourself. Followed by Parkin Ad who says you are not the arsehole for your feelings, but I don't think any good will come of announcing your feelings. I'm not advising you to lie, just don't say anything. And our final story comes from the r slash mark narration subreddit. Go over there, get involved, post your own stories, all that kind of thing. We cover a couple of stories every now and then on here. And today we're covering one from Mago Chuga. I may have completely butchered your name. I do apologize. Titled, am I the arsehole for possibly ruining a two year long friendship over an accidental passive aggressive message? The character limit on Am I the Arsehole sub is 3,000 characters, but for me to properly tell this story without leaving out important details, I'ma need to go way beyond that. Someone let me know if it's too long and should cut down or post it in a different place. Much love. We're students all between 20 to 22 years old in our second and third years. Me, my girlfriend, and two other guys decided to rent a house together last year, one room for each, though I only use my room for sorting stuff as I always slept with my girlfriend. Once everyone was signed and ready, one of the guys decides his girlfriend, who I'd only ever met once briefly, is coming to live with us as well. But it's fine because she'll be sleeping in his room. The focus of the story is me, my girlfriend, and the other couple, M and F, male and female, to censor names, obviously. Now, seeing the same faces every day, you start to get comfortable with them, as you would with family. The guy was single at the time, even said, we're your family now, to me long before we had decided to live together. So we would bicker back and forth, sometimes even with mildly nasty comments, but wouldn't get mad about stuff like that because we knew we didn't mean it. We enjoyed each other's company, would play games together every now and then, and when we got tired of washing other people's dishes, I suggested a system where we would take turns washing the dishes, so there'd be a different person every day. Everyone agreed. Eventually, in the last few months of the tenancy, the guy who was single got a girlfriend who pretty much started to spend all of her time in our house, including taking showers, using the dishes, and not washing them. The guy refused to include her in the dishwashing cycle and would wash double the dishes so she wouldn't have to. And just being another new person who I didn't know being introduced into my comfort zone without warning. Now, along with many other dramatic and stressful situations, F would shit talk a lot about the guy behind his back with us. And of course, we'd shit talk about him back because that's what young stressed people do. It's not a good thing. And just for that, I'd be the asshole along with the others. But that's not the judgment I'm asking for. (laughs) Of course, we all had complaints about each other and would sometimes gather to talk about these issues. My main problem with M and F was that they were sloppy and forgetful, leaving plastic wraps in the living room table all the time, throwing spaghetti at the wall to see if it sticks and leaving it there for whoever's cleaning the kitchen. 
talking very loud during the night, leaving rotten food in the fridge or throwing it away without leaving it in a sealed bag, thus creating a putrid, vomit-inducing smell which made my girlfriend throw up once, and so on. The problem isn't them doing that because we're forgetful too. The problem is that F especially was pretty confrontational every time you call her out on something that bothered you, even though she would actively tell us to complain about things that bothered us. This slowly descended into a bunch of passive-aggressive messages in the group chat, along with pictures of stuff like poorly washed dishes or trash being left around. Now, I'm autistic and girlfriend has depression. We're not the most socially apt people. We try to be as kind and as apologetic as possible as to not piss others off. But we make mistakes and also have our own limits. One time, she didn't put away the last day dishes before washing her turn which created a massive mountain of wet dishes for me to put away. So I jokingly asked her if she was allergic to them and she said yes and walked away. Attempt at making the joke completely failed. I realized how stupid that was and later apologized when we had a group chat. Mature attempt, we tried calling her in person when we found out strawberries completely covered in mold in the fridge. Spoiled food was a constant in our fridge. Seriously, you called me for this, come on and threw it in the trash and went back to her room. Despite all of this, we all decided to rent a house together for the current year, which didn't happen. Because they told us they wanted to return to our home country because classes were going to be online anyway. Of course, all the good and cheap one to two bedroom houses were all taken because they told us this so late. We somehow managed to find a decent house far from the city center, signed the contract and went back home. F and M had yet to find a house, partly due to F's crippling debt to the university, which she always complained to us about. They didn't even know if they could afford to rent and would have to move back with their parents, which they didn't want to do. For context, the minimum wage in the UK is way higher than our home country, and we were all working at the same place who would mass hire people for warehouse work. So being here means a guaranteed job with good pay. Here's the important part, finally. Fast forward to a little over a month ago, me and girlfriend are living happily alone in our quiet and spotless house when they messaged us asking if it was fine if they could crash at our house for a while because they were waiting for their house, an actual shithole to be ready and so they could start working to make money to pay for said house. Something we had done months ago. We know their situation because F would seriously talk about everything in her life with us. They did not have a house yet because of their own irresponsibility and lack of care and just expected someone to help them out. We did not judge them for their financial situation, nor did we tell them I told you so, even though I really wanted to. And because we weren't going to turn our backs to someone in need because they would have done the same for us, we welcomed them to our spare room for an indefinite amount of time. We then came to know that they hadn't signed their contract yet. They stayed a month, they left just last week, and throughout the month, we all got along pretty fine, honestly. Except for leaving the kitchen floor disgusting and packets of cookies under their bed because they left the house in a rush and didn't have time to properly clean. Again, a problem created by them, which we cleaned and tidied up without telling them because we're used to it. And we know they're forgetful. Like that one time they got home from grocery shopping and literally left the house key I lent them on the outside of the door, which anyone on the street could have taken. And their reaction when I told them was just, oh shit, we did? Welp, our bad, sorry. So yesterday they came to pick up some stuff they forgot to take that my girlfriend had put in a bag. 
I did not see the contents of the bag. We all chatted for a bit. I let M play for like an hour on my computer because they didn't have a router in their current home and showed F how to download movies. She even made a comment how we should all get together to watch the series we were watching when the new season comes out. After they left, she sent a sarcastic message to our group, thanking us for putting in a plastic wrap from some cookies they ate instead of throwing it away. Here's where I may be the arsehole. Without talking to my girlfriend, I jokingly sent an audio telling her it's for the trash they left under the bed. She blew up and sent a dozen of angry audio messages, telling us she spent all of the last year putting up with these nasty comments and how if we're really good friends, as we say we are, we wouldn't constantly be making these berating comments and making her feel bad about her debt. And also how we should act like adults and not shit talk behind their back with passive aggressive messages and telling her stuff face to face instead. She then says she's done with us for a while and they both promptly leave the group chat ending with the last audio with a thanks for nothing. After hearing this with my girlfriend, she says she just put every half-eaten plastic packet of cookies they left and didn't even notice she put in an empty one. She cried for the rest of the night and we both called in sick so I could comfort her today while they went to work. I sent her a few audios myself, trying to amend things to which she replied with another audio. Yeah, I don't have Wi-Fi yet. I'm going to download all these on mobile data. If you want, come tell us yourselves so we have a good face-to-face talk. Jeez, that was a lot of text. Thanks for reading this far. I think I just want to get my thoughts written out. What do you think? Do we all suck? Are we too submissive? Did we have it coming? Please let me know. Nah, 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 nah. It's a definite not the arsehole from me. They're just taking advantage of your kindness and you're all adults. The least these people can do is pick up after themselves. Yes, people are in a rush. How much of a rush is it not to tidy your room though? They could have done that at any point. And then to send you shitty messages after the fact as well. There's no way you're going to be the arsehole in this situation. But I'm sure we have some comments below from our lovely people on the subreddit. So let's check that out. And I bet you, I bet you Irish Brigade is down there as well. We start off with Loud Silence who says, Not the arsehole, seriously. You house them for a month and apparently asking them to pick up after themselves is too much. OP replies saying, I understand what you mean and I know both parties are in the wrong, but I genuinely didn't know if her reaction wasn't justified. I get you'd be tired of hearing the same mean stuff over and over, but I feel like they need a wake-up call and I don't have the moral high ground to give it to them. They're not bad people, just very irresponsible. Particular ad says not the arsehole, so you put up with them for a month and her parting shot was thanks for nothing. With friends like these, who needs enemies? Go on with your lives, I'm sure they'll be in touch next time they need a favour. And here's Irish, of course, not the arsehole. Okay, first off, M and F sound like horrible roommates and I rather doubt they'll do the same for you. F is also a massive hypocrite for everything she said in that nasty rant. Don't bother amending things. You're better off without inconsiderate slobs like that in your life. I mean, let's break this down. One, F would talk shit about the other roommate behind his back. You said you all did that to everyone, but from the rest of your post, I suspect he was particularly nasty about it. Two, F encouraged everyone to voice complaints, then got confrontational when anyone complained about her. Three, M and F didn't pick up after themselves, even made messes on purpose. 4. M and F were forgetful and completely failed to come up with a reminder system. 5. M and F left food to rot and threw it away without containing the odour and spores. 6. F got huffy when you call her about her rotting food. 7. M and F waited until last minute to make and inform you of their housing plans, forcing you to move further away. 8. M and F's plans involving putting themselves in worse financial straits, despite F's crippling debt. 
9, MNF talked Yu into letting them stay for an indefinite period of time, claiming to be waiting for the house to be ready, only for you to learn that they hadn't even signed the contract. 10, MNF then proceeded to trash your apartment and leave you and your girlfriend to clean up the mess. 11, and F is angry at you for berating her, making her feel bad, not acting like adults and being passive aggressive. Seriously, don't invite her or M back into your lives. And as always, an amazing comment from Irish there. And our final comment comes from Cavus saying, personally, I found that there's kind of a limit as to how many people can live in a house at one time. My personal limit is four people. A fifth gets added and it's like a drama tag gets pulled and someone always spins off. But maybe that's just me. Anyhow, M and especially F don't really want friends. They want caretakers and servants. They seem profoundly ungrateful and unappreciative and the entire deal with them being messy could be overlooked if they were, in a word, nice. But they aren't nice. They want all the perks of friendship, support, consolation, ability to accrue debts in term of money, housing and attention without providing anything back. In short, they are users. And when you called them out on it, the response was aggression, not contrition. Frankly, this friendship has run its course and you and your girlfriend are better off giving your care to someone who actually gives love, support and understanding back, not the arsehole. Now, what do you guys make of that story? Let me know in the comments below. And if you want to watch more Am I the Asshole stories, there is a playlist on the screen right now, which you can click and scroll through the stories for you without having to click them one by one. A huge thank you for spending your time with me today. And I will see you in the next one. Take care, guys. Much love. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.